Welcome back to Park to Our Convos. I'm Maddie Mitchell. I'm your host. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Um, I just want to say, hope everyone's doing okay. I think that's what we're striving for. This moment is okay. It's been a very heavy week uh, overall. Just everything's heavy. Everything's hard. It's not fun. Um, and this episode is going to be about embarrassing moments and I'll be reading people's embarrassing moments and stories in a moment and laughing at them and we'll have a good time. I promise. Um, but first and foremost, I wanted to address what's been going on in this country because I'm a verbal processor and it makes me feel better to, to speak things and to, you know, talk them through and get them off my chest. But if you are not in a space to hear that, I completely understand. I myself have been inundated with news and information for the last few days via social media, the news, um, you know, just conversations with friends and family. So I get it. If you don't want to hear this, totally fine. You can skip ahead a few minutes and we will be silly and fun. I promise. Um, but if you are still here and, um, also if you're not from the U S and you maybe don't know the specifics, there was a shooting in Uvalde, Texas at an elementary school where 19 kids died along with two of their teachers. Um, absolutely senseless tragedy, uh, completely, completely, saddening and depressing and um these things these things I hate I hate that I have to say that these things are always hard I hate that I have to say that in a phrase that is um this is commonplace in this country that alone is devastating and frustrating and infuriating um I think the first when I heard about all of this I was so sad obviously right off the bat but in the past two days following, I've just been very, very angry. Um, and that is like a super real thing. I, I feel like I can't think about anything else. It's just, it's everywhere I look, you know what I mean? The media is everywhere. Um, and these, these politicians, man, they are something else. And um, that has been the worst part of it is the politics that are behind this and the way that there is um, to so many of us, a very clear-cut solution to reduce the amount of these incidents um, and to see politicians that just don't care enough to enact those things for selfish reasons and for personal reasons um, is extremely, extremely frustrating. I think uh, it's it's one thing to go through and see this tragedy and then the aftermath of it is a completely separate ordeal that becomes just such a shit show with um, politicians giving their own spiels and takes on on what happened and their own I don't even want to call them solutions because they're not solutions they are fixes to non-issues they want to it's like when you um you know what it is it's when you break your arm and the school nurse gives you a band-aid you know what I mean they they want to put a very they want to blame everything but what the issue is. The issue is that we have a complete and utter lack of gun control in this country. Um, that is the only differentiating factor between, um, you know, the reason why we have so many mass shootings and school shootings in this country versus any other country. That is the reason. It is gun control. It's not that we have more evil people in this country than we do in other countries, right? There's evil psychopaths in every single country in the world. That is unfortunately how humankind works. Um, and they're trying to blame it on that. I've seen a lot of politicians say, you can't legislate evil. 
uh, which is which is their way of saying I'm not going to do anything about this, right? I I say if you can't legislate evil, okay, let's give it a shot. Let's try, prove it, prove that you can't do that. Let's enact gun control. Let's enact some sort of gun reform and see what happens, right? Um, it's very it's been very frustrating. I've I saw the governor of Texas also. I know I have some Texas girlies that listen. Um, I'm, I just feel so bad. I think when it happens in your state, it like hits, it hits a little bit different. Um, and then to hear everything that the politicians of Texas have been saying over the last few days is just twisting the knife so much further. It's so unhelpful. It's so unproductive. It is so off. It's just so off base. I saw the governor of Texas say yesterday, it could have been worse in reference to 19 children dying in their elementary school. It could have been worse. I've seen politicians say, um, you know, the solution to this is putting guns in schools, giving teachers guns, which is absurd. I have I have friends that are teachers, and the thought that they would have to be armed to go to their job is literally insane. It is so, so insane. I think... Um, if you're looking at the solution to this violence as more violence, you're going in the wrong direction, point blank, period. Um, and just a, a few things right off the bat, more than 80% of Americans want gun reform of some sort, and uh, we don't have it. And that is not how a democracy should be working. If if that's what the people want, that is what should happen, right? That's, you know, kind of the whole point of this country and the way that our government was structured. But that's not the case. And instead, we have Republicans that receive millions in donations from the NRA who are avidly against um, gun control in any sense, which is ridiculous. Um, they take it as a personal attack. They take it to mean all sorts of things that it doesn't mean. Gun control does not mean that people's guns are being taken from them. It does not mean that, you know, some authoritative figure is going to show up at their door and be like, hand them over. That's not what this is. And that's the misinformation that they spread is that that is what, you know, uh, Democrats end goal is, which is not true at all. Um, but it's hard. It's hard to feel like you're in a situation where you're totally helpless and it's also hard to feel like we're in a situation where there's a very clear-cut answer and the people in charge do literally nothing about it. That is so infuriating. And it's nauseating that we've let it get to this stage. Um, and, you know, so many people are asking the big questions like, how many times does this have to happen before someone does something? How many times? Because every other country in the world has this, has this down. How have we not figured this out? I I do not understand. And a lot of it, once again, I, I said the same thing about, you know, Republicans trying to overturn Roe versus Wade. It all comes down to power. And that's what it is, is Republicans want more power. Um, white men want more power. It is it's textbook. It is textbook. That's that's what they want. That's what they derive from this. Um, and you know, it's just, it is sickening and it's very sad. So if you are feeling those feelings, I just want to say same, um, right here with you. Hopefully something can be done. You should be, you know, consistently voting blue, voting for people that are, are for gun control and gun reform, because that is, 
the only way out of this at this point. That is literally the only solution. Um, and don't let people try and try and spin it. Like there is another solution and that that solution involves arming teachers or better lockdown procedures because that is not the answer. That is not the answer. The answer starts with the guns, right? That's it starts and ends with the guns. It's not, oh, what could we have done better lockdown wise? What? No, why did that 18-year-old have access to two AR-15s? That's the question you should be asking. Not what could we have done better lockdown-wise. It's so, I'm sorry, it's so ridiculous. I am going to stop there. I do want to leave you on a note of action. If you are someone who um, wants to either learn more about everything or is looking for different ways to take action... I highly recommend checking out Every Town for Gun Safety, which is an organization dedicated to ending gun violence in the U.S. Um, their website is super, super thorough. They have a lot of different resources to learn more and, you know, read some facts and figures and statistics, all of that. And then they also have different like grassroots organizations that they support that you can learn more of those. Um, and they have an entire section on their website of different ways to take action if that is something that makes you feel, you know, less helpless in this type of situation. I will have their website linked in the description if you want to check that out. But um, yeah, thank you for listening to my rant. And now now let's get let's get into the episode. let's get into these embarrassing stories i've been looking for these for so long um this was another category where reddit unfortunately just did not deliver um i think it's because embarrassing moments are obviously super personal and like vulnerable so people i don't want to put that out there and i get that so what actually came through here was buzzfeed so all of these i found on buzzfeed which was awesome um and there's some good ones in here i'm really excited i'm I'm curious if you guys have an embarrassing moment that like haunts you. I have one that I always talk about. If you follow me on TikTok, you've probably heard me talk about it. But one night I was out with my friends in Boston and um, this man was like following us and harassing us (laughs) when it's actually like men are trash story. But yeah, this guy was like following us down the street. Like he wasn't like not in like a threatening way. I hate that there's different ways to follow a woman down the street, but not in a threatening way, just in like a... I'm a homeless man. I'm going to like hackle you, heggle you, haggle, heckle. That can't be the right word. Is that what I'm looking for? Heckled. Yeah, I was heckled by a homeless man. That's what was going on. So anyways, he's following us down the street. He's like yelling like nonsensical, like drunk guy bullshit. You know what I mean? So anyways, I don't know why. I must have been just the right amount of drunk where I was like, this guy fucking sucks. So I turned around. He's holding a cup in his hand, right? I'm thinking the best way to alleviate the situation is to just give him money. You know what I mean? Like I, in my mind, that's how I was perceiving this was he wanted money. So he was like yelling at us. And so I turned around and I was like, here, I, I took out a dollar and I went to go put it in the cup that he was holding. And I went to put it in the cup. And unfortunately in the cup was hot coffee for this man was not homeless for this man was just a normal guy drinking some hot coffee um, who had a home. And this situation of me perceiving this man to be homeless only exacerbated the situation. Unfortunately, he was very angry. This isn't, this wasn't one of those things that was like, did I just really misinterpret this so bad? Like, is he, because it wasn't embarrassing in the sense that like, I cared what this man thought at all, obviously. It's more so just like funny that 
you know, how many things had to go wrong for that to happen? How many things did you have to do that came across like you were a a homeless man harassing us for me to literally go put a dollar in your coffee to shut you up? So then he's like, did you think I was homeless? Oh, you fucking bitch. And he started freaking out. Anyways, um, mom, if you're listening to this story, that's why I say, hey, man. Okay, next. Let's get into these. Let's get into these real ones. Um, I always love on BuzzFeed, they put like these like little titles above them and they're always like the most, the weirdest things like the toilet tale. Like, come on, this isn't, that sounds like something you would write in like a fifth grade, like creative writing class. Okay. But this one is called the case of mistaken identity. I was in a fancy underwear shop immediately. Love that. A fancy underwear shop. Like, I get what you're saying, but I just think that's a funny way of saying it. Okay, I was in a fancy underwear shop and found a disgusting lime green negligee. I began stroking my friend's arm and was like, hey, 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 let's wear this to the club. I didn't realize she had gone to look at something else. I looked up and I was stroking an old lady and my friend was looking at me like I was crazy. I love this because this is absolutely something that me and my friends would do. Um, so for me, this had that extra layer of like relatability because like that definitely could have been me. That is so funny. And then it's, I mean, the thing is, and I found that when you read other people's stories like this, it's, you become like, um, like you're, you know, you're looking at it as like an objective third party. So you can look at these and be like, that's not that embarrassing. If you think of yourself in that situation, you were stroking an old lady's arm saying, hey, 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 let's wear this to the club. That's hysterical. That is so funny. Luckily, that's a situation where it's like, okay, obviously the old lady would be like, you did not realize that I was an old lady, but still. Okay, now we're getting on to the toilet tale. You ready? My middle school was down the road from our local mall, so we used to go there right after school. One day, I had some heavy books in my bag, and I decided I didn't want to carry it around the mall. So I hung it up in a bathroom stall, locked the stall, and crawled out from under the door. My plan was to go back and get it when I was done. But somebody reported to security that the door was locked, and they evacuated the mall (laughs) because they thought my backpack was potentially holding an explosive device. Are you kidding? That is the best thing ever. And it's not the best thing ever that they thought they were in danger. That's terrifying. That is, oh my God, that is scary. I just love the thought process of like, I don't want to carry this around. So I'm just going to like only a middle schooler would come up with the idea that I should lock it in a bathroom stall, a public restroom. Why on earth would you think that that's a good thing to do ever? You go like, I don't even, I would never have even like that thought would never have crossed my mind. Do you know what I mean? I, I, but then imagine they're like, we are now evacuating the mall. They're like, I don't know. What do they do? Turn the fire alarms on. I don't know what happens. And then they find like, cause I think of also the aftermath of this, right? You're all standing outside the mall after having evacuated it. And now you're like, okay, now you find out why we evacuated. You see, you know, the bomb squad pulling up like these dogs that are sniffing your backpack and you're like holy shit no that's just my chemistry textbook give me that that's not no there's no bombs in here just geometry I promise that would be so embarrassing that you were the cause of all that and it's literally like a 12 year old with like textbooks 
Okay, this is a tweet. It says, I work at a bank and this lady came in with a $150,000 check. And to make conversation, I was like, oh, wow, I wish I had one of these. Literally so something I would say. So immediately this is relatable. And then she dead ass was like, it's a life insurance check. I would rather have the person. Oh, God. Uh, those situations where you just completely, like, accidentally, completely inadvertently just say the complete wrong thing is so... Those are the moments where you're like, I need to escape my being. Like, I wish I was not here. I wish I was not this person. I need to crawl under a rock and die. And I get that. I will say, though, like, clearly this this girl was, like, just making, like, a silly little comment. You know what I mean? So for you to, like... I mean, obviously, this woman was probably, like, grieving and was really sad. But did you need to make it so aggressive? I would rather have the person. Like, maybe you don't need to say all that to your bank teller. Maybe. Is that just me? I don't know. I feel like, did you need to go off? Like, she's just saying, like, haha, must be nice, lol. Oh, I hate it. Okay, I got in the elevator at my office today with a guy who I don't know, and we both reached for the same button. So I said, floor buddies. <laughs> and he didn't respond. So I'm seeking employment elsewhere. Let me know of any jobs, please. That is, again, it's one of those things where you just like in the moment, the first thing that you think to say just ends up being so wrong. Because then can you imagine the remainder of the duration of that elevator ride and you're just sitting there in silence floor buddies nothing crickets no words I would actually that is so embarrassing that is so embarrassing but also it's like on the guy's part like why couldn't he have been like haha yeah or even just like smiled and be like hmm why did you have to say nothing that's just mean this turns into like me blaming the other people because it's like obviously saying floor buddies is a weird thing to say especially in like a like a corporate situation that's odd but it's it could have been made better by the other guy just like not being annoying about it you know what I mean floor buddies oh that is really yeah that's disgusting okay this one says thought somebody was honestly chasing me home with a flute let me <laughs> I forgot about this one. Okay. Thought somebody was honestly chasing me home with a flute. I was so scared and then I realized it was the wind blowing through the holes of my crutches. <laughs> this is like one of those situations where it's like you can't even like trying to explain this to other people because I just imagine this person was like younger and they like bust through the front doors of their home and their mom's like oh my god are you okay like what just happened They're like someone's chasing me home with a flu and their mom's like huh what do you mean what do you mean a flautist is chasing you home what do you why <laughs> because and this for me this is relatable this is the conclusion I would jump to that someone is chasing me on with a flu. Do you know how obscure that situation is? So we're assuming like kidnapper, right? Because kidnappers are who chases people or killers. A kidnapper, murderer, hybrid, right? That is obsessed with flutes. And when they chase people down, they're very good at multitasking. And they're playing the flute while running, while running behind you. 
that whole scenario like and it's also just based off <laughs> just based off of the sound alone because obviously if they had turned around to look no one would have been there and certainly no one would have been there with the flute so it's just like I picture this person crutching down the street and then they're like oh my god oh my god and they just like keep going faster but then of course the flute sound probably gets louder and faster <laughs> that is so funny I love that I love that so much oh my god <laughs> this next one okay I met someone today who worked for triple a okay triple a for my non-us people is um what is AAA? How do you even explain it? It's who you call when your car dies or when like you get a flat tire, you call AAA and they like come out and fix your tire or like tow your car or any of those kinds of things, right? Okay. I met someone today who worked for AAA and I thought they said Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so after 15 minutes of talking, I asked what his specific job was and he said roadside assistance. And I was like, Chick-fil-A is so unmatched. And then I asked how they make their sauce and it got weird. Oh my God. This is another thing where we've definitely all been in the situation where like we hear one thing and we're thinking one thing and it's just completely incorrect. It's just the opposite of what is being said and it's just not right at all. But you just keep going because and then sometimes you get in too deep and you're like, I don't even know how to get out of this. You know, when like someone's grandma is like, oh, when did you and you have no idea what she said. So you're just like, mm hmm. And you just nod. And then like very quickly after you realize it like wasn't a yes or no question, but you don't know how to get yourself out of it. That's that's what this is. That's what this is. I I cannot. 15 minutes of talking. Okay, so that conversation definitely went like, oh, I work for AAA. Oh my God, that's so cool. I love that place. AAA guy is like, what the fuck? What do you mean you love that place? Oh, so do you like your job? Um, Yeah, it's it's not bad. You know, I like helping people. The guy's like, oh my God, these Chick-fil-A people, they're just above and beyond. They love helping people. Because how can you talk about a job at Chick-fil-A for 15 minutes without catching on that maybe this isn't or triple you know what I'm saying how can you not realize those are two very different jobs like driving a tow truck and helping people who get stranded or you know need need a tow and working for Chick-fil-a a fast food chicken restaurant those are two very different job descriptions so how can you have a 15 minute conversation about the two without coming to that conclusion on your own on your like how I think they might be exaggerating there's no 15 minutes he's like yeah I have to like help a lot of people you know their cars always get stuck the guy's like oh my god in the Chick-fil-a drive-thru their cars get stuck like I don't know how this wouldn't have come up sooner but it's hysterical okay Okay, this one says the double plot twist. My cousin and I were on holiday and ended up meeting this guy that she really hit it off with. They spent all weekend hanging out and, and things were looking good. Being the protective older cousin, I decided to do a good old-fashioned Facebook search on this guy to see what we could find. Turns out he was married and had a child. The worst part is that when I was creeping his engagement announcement, I accidentally shared it to my timeline. <laughs> Talk about awkward. 
there is so many social media blunders. Social media, honestly, makes it so easy to embarrass yourself. Do you know what I mean? There's so many things you can accidentally do on social media that are so embarrassing, like almost life ruiningly embarrassing. That's dramatic. I don't think it's life ruiningly embarrassing. Ruiningly, also not a word. Let's get that out there. But obviously everyone's been in the situation where they accidentally like someone's like Instagram picture from forever ago. That is so embarrassing, but it's so easy to do. Like the creators of Instagram want you to do that. Do you know what I mean? They make it way too easy to embarrass yourself. But on Facebook, it's a whole other breed. Like I've heard, I've heard stories of people that accidentally tag themselves in photos when they're like creeping on someone like super, super random. That's embarrassing. But to accidentally share their their engagement announcement to your timeline and also this guy's already married and has a kid so you could assume that the engagement announcement was from like years before right and she's like I'm just gonna share that to my timeline and then this guy goes and finds it which I mean good good he should get caught obviously but that is so oh god that's so embarrassing but it's way more embarrassing for him you know, at least it wasn't a person that like mattered. Like it's this guy who's cheating on his wife. So I feel like mm, kind of fair. Okay. The next one's called this ask FM nightmare. Do you guys remember ask FM? If you don't remember it's ask dot FM. I don't know. I don't know what the dot is for, but I don't know what the FM is for, honestly, but it was like a website where you could anonymously ask people things. So I'm saying this in case you guys haven't heard of it just for context it used to be like you could link it to like your Facebook or your Twitter. I feel like it was more of like a Twitter thing. And so you could like have your like, you would like post the link of your Ask FM and be like, ask me anything. And then people could go on and like anonymously say things. And it was this whole thing because people used to think that girls were asking themselves things. Like they'd be like, oh my God, you're so pretty. And then you could like tweet reply. So it would show up as a tweet and it would, sh- it was really it was really interesting, but it could get bad. As with anything on the internet that's anonymous, bad things follow, right? Okay, so it says, I don't know if anyone remembers Ask FM, a site where you could anonymously ask people questions, but I used to stalk my crush on it mercilessly. It was connected to Facebook, and one time I was stalking him and accidentally shared his Ask FM profile to my Facebook page without realizing. Took about half an hour for my friends to start messaging me asking why I'd done it. Stop. This is the thing. It's just so easy. Like, people that accidentally post things on their story. (gasps) That reminds me. Oh, my God. I've never told this story. I think I've only told this story to, like, my my closest confidants in life because it is absurd, but it's very infitting with the theme of today's episode. And I can't even get too graphic, unfortunately, but I can, I can give you the gist. I was friends with this girl and then we weren't friends. Okay. We used to be really close. We weren't friends. Uh, it didn't end swimmingly. Um, she wasn't the kindest person. Okay. This was in college and she was abroad. Okay. I'm trying to think of like the things that I can say. She was abroad and I was in the library back at my, back in my college. It was like finals week, end of the semester. And I was on Snapchat and I had seen that this girl posted a Snapchat story and I went to view it. 
I went to view her Snapchat story. What was posted on her Snapchat story was the most graphic and foul shit. I had not shit. It wasn't literal shit. Okay. It was extremely graphic content and it had been posted for like 10 seconds. I don't, I don't know why I was like that quick with it. I think it was just like in my, you know what I mean? It was just like in the queue. So it just went and I saw it and I was like, holy shit. And I turned to my friend that I was with in the library and I was like, do you see this? Like, am I hallucinating? And she went to go look at it to like, see if it was still up on her phone and it was still up, but it was like awkward because I wasn't friends with her. So I was like, do we randomly start talking about this? But then she did delete it like right away. My point is, well, first of all, the fact that I was the only one that saw it for her must be very embarrassing because mm, it was so embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. I wish I could, I wish I could say more. Um, it was her and her boyfriend. I will say that much. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. And, um, and, and so I just, it goes to show how easy it is to accidentally do things on social media. And I think that that is a curse. That is not a blessing. That is a curse. Oh my God. I like can't get the image out of my head now. It is so foul. It was grossly foul. And like on social media, like, uh, it's just crazy. You just, moral of the story is you have to be fucking careful with what you do. I mean, I also, I know there's a lot of horror stories too about people, um, accidentally sending texts to the wrong people or even worse, they'll send like a voice memo accidentally because voice memos are super easy to send accidentally and it'll be like them talking shit and then they'll send it like to the person just make sure you're double checking everything always. Just throw your phone in a in a waste basket. I don't know why I said that. Never in my life have I said waste basket. Ew, I take it back. I would never say that. I'm sorry. Okay. This comment that'll fill you with secondhand embarrassment. Okay. One time I was going to a choir festival and I saw a post about it with a friend and this random dude who are both going. So thinking it was my friend that I hadn't seen in months, I commented, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see you. But it wasn't my friend's post that I commented on. It was the dude I had never even talked to. See, this is what I'm saying, especially on Facebook. Facebook is so confusing because people's things like I see this a lot with um, I don't go on Facebook like ever. The only times I do is for my parents like if it's their anniversary or their birthday or Mother's Day or Father's Day, I'll go on Facebook because that's, you know, the social media platform that they use and I'll like post something for, for them or whatever. And because of that, and I like tag my parents in it and how Facebook works, then, then it shows up on like their friends feed, which is, I hate, I hate that Facebook does that honestly, but it's so weird because then like, their friends and not like their friends that I don't know like their friends that are like other people I've never met before will like comment things and it's almost like they don't realize that it's on my post they think it's like my mom's post almost do you know what I mean and that's so weird because it just is like a lot of like stranger danger I feel like which is not the vibe um but again 
I don't know. I think Mark Zuckerberg has it out for us. I mean, I think that for a lot of reasons, actually. But um, okay, let's see. The title of this one is The Moment That Sounds Near Impossible to Recover From. So you could say my hopes are high with this one. I was hanging out with my best friend who didn't have a Facebook at the time. We were talking shit on the mean girls from high school and I let her use my phone to creep on their pages. She said she couldn't find them and I just assumed that they didn't have accounts either. A couple of hours later, my sister asked me what was up with my posts on Facebook. It turns out my friend wasn't searching for their pages. She was updating my status with their individual names. So I had to I had a different post for every person she tried to search for. I died a little on the inside that day. That is genuinely, that might be the worst social media blunder. I hate to say it. You just have like a bunch of Facebook statuses that are like Sarah Smith, Bethany Montgomery. I don't know what that name was, but that is so embarrassing because then if these people see it, how on earth? It sounds like they weren't friends on Facebook, so maybe they just would have never seen it. But that is so like, how do you go to school the next day? And these girls are like, why did you post a status yesterday that was just my name? I would be terrified if someone did that. That's so creepy. That is so creepy. Oh, my God. Also, like, this must have been really early on in Facebook. If your friend didn't know that she was posting statuses, I'm kind of leaning towards the fact that your friend was trying to sabotage you, to be honest. And I don't think I'm that far off, honestly. Okay. This one says, a few years ago, I got drunk for the first time in my life with a few of my friends. I ran into a Harvey's, not sure what that is, and told them I felt like an octopus belly flopped on the ground and proceeded to swim on the floor in front of everyone in the restaurant. Oh my God, it's a restaurant? Why did you do that? Here's something I will never understand. I, I drink sometimes. Never in my life would I do anything like that. Do you know what I mean? Some people are just so weird drunk. I don't get it. Never in my life would I flop on the ground in a... Never... Okay. I just don't... What possesses a drunk person to run into a restaurant, yell that they felt like an octopus, belly flop on the ground, and proceed to swim on the floor in front of everyone? I'm sorry. That says more about you than it does alcohol. Do you know what I mean? There's no way. There's no way. Okay. My friends promptly picked me up and carried me out to the parking lot. A few minutes later, I managed to break free from them and ran back into the Harveys. No, you didn't. And screamed, the octopus is back. Oh, my God. And proceeded to swim on the floor again. I haven't been back since. My friends who started working there said that they now have a code octopus for whenever they need to remove a drunk person from the restaurant. So, yeah. That is all around terrible. And that is really embarrassing because, again, I don't even think alcohol is a good enough excuse for doing anything of that caliber. I think that's straight up weird. Like, I hate to say it, but that is really, really strange. I've never seen a drunk person act like that. Like, I've seen them do weird things, but not like that. That's really, I don't like that. I'm sorry. I don't like you. Oops. I'm sorry. Okay. This extra uncomfortable family call. I've been called the wrong name before, and it's only bugged me once. My mother-in-law persuaded me and my husband into video calling family members we barely know to announce our pregnancy. Neither of us wanted to, but we eventually agreed because she wouldn't stop asking us to. Love that. We love a mother-in-law respecting your boundaries. Okay, so we decided to do the video calls, which are super awkward, and then my husband's uncle calls me the name of my husband's ex. We'd been together for 12 years and he congratulated my husband and his ex-girlfriend on their pregnancy. That is so annoying. 
first of all, 12 years. So he did that intentionally. Like there's no way he didn't, right? He had to. 12 years? It's more so weird that he remembered her name and couldn't remember yours in 12 years. That is strange. I don't know. But that's not embarrassing. Like that's that's embarrassing for him. Figure it out, dude. Figure it out. Okay, this one says the street encounter. As I was crossing the street, I saw an old uni friend crossing from the other side. I knew he lived on that street, so it just made sense. And I shouted, Zach, with my arms wide open for a hug and the biggest smile on my face. It wasn't until I was a foot away from him and saw the distinctive who the fuck are you look on his face that I realized he was, in fact, not my friend Zach, just a guy who looked similar. That was embarrassing. Yeah, see, situations like that, I really don't know how you recover from. Because do do you just be like, oh, you look just like my friend Zach? And then the guy's like, okay, gotta go, bye. That's so embarrassing. You have to move, I think, just in case that guy also lives on your street. Also, I talked about this once in a TikTok, but you know when, like, people say to you, oh, my God, you look just like my cousin. Or you literally look just like this lady that works at the library or something stupid someone who you don't know like it's one thing if someone's like oh my god you look like you know rihanna in which case fucking slay good for you girl um but when people tell you that you look like just random ass people that you obviously don't know actually how are you supposed to respond in that situation that happens to me a lot like it ha- it happened to me at my retail job once where it was like this mother and daughter and they were super nice. But then the mother was like, oh, my God, you know who she looks like is, you know, Caitlin's sister, Sarah. She looks just like Sarah. And then the daughter's like, oh, my God, you're so that's so true. Yes. Like you guys are identical. What do I say to that? I don't know who the fuck Sarah is. I don't know who the fuck Caitlin is. I don't know Caitlin's sister, Sarah. It's always so uncomfortable because it's like they're so aggressive about it like oh my god no seriously you just like her I'm just like okay what do I say what do I say or they're like oh my god you look just like my aunt Linda no way must be must be a good looking gal what do you say in that situation I just hate that. Okay, this one says, when I was 11, I didn't know what the term birthday suit meant. I knew my teacher's birthday was the next day. So when I walked into school, I greeted him by saying, I can't wait to see your birthday suit tomorrow. My mother got a call from the school that night. That is terrible. That is terrible. But also, I don't think embarrassing stories count when you're under the age of like 15. Because actually anything you do under the age of 15 is embarrassing. Just by existing, you're that's embarrassing. Do you know what I mean? Like there's nothing you could have done in middle school that wasn't embarrassing. Okay, this next one falls into the category of I wish I had never said anything ever and I want to crawl into a hole and die. On the first day of my first ever retail job, I was helping a lady and her son pick out an outfit for a Christmas gift. Our scanner was down and I had to read the blurry barcode on the tiny tag. Flustered, I sighed and said, oh my god, I am just so blind these days. The son, who had been silent thus far, turned his head to me and said, I'm just blind every day. I was mortified. That is, yep, yep, that's bad. That is bad. And it's one of those things where it's like you just say it to say it to kind of fill the awkward void of like silence. You're like, "Ah." and then it just ends up being the complete and absolute incorrect thing to say all around. I hate that. I'm sorry. That actually that that sucks. 
Um, my brain wants meshed pardon and morning together. So when I opened the door to leave the restroom at work, I said to the surprised man on the other side of the door, pardon. <laughs> what? I love that because it seems like such a small and obscure moment, but it's clearly stuck with them so much that they ended up writing it into BuzzFeed. That, that's crazy. Um, okay. The next two are funeral related. And I think something about funerals is so uncomfortable. Obviously, they're sad. <laughs> I'm not stupid. Obviously, they're all sad. But it's also just like a bunch of people that you don't, a lot of times you don't know them or you don't normally see. And so there's like this weird uncomfortability and everyone grieves differently and everyone, you know, has different coping mechanisms. They're just uncomfortable. This one says, I was at a funeral where the grandparents had died within days of each other. It was, I was giving my condolences and saw two people sitting down looking very sad. I went up to them and actually said, why so down? What the heck is wrong with me? LOL. Why so down? At a funeral, you went up to two people and said, why so down? What? Why did you even say that? I don't even have anything to defend you there. Okay, this one says we were at a funeral for a distant relative. My sister was talking to one of our cousins and asked, so how's your mom doing? Not well, apparently. It was her funeral. We still give my sister a hard time for that one. See, this is what I'm saying. It's like people just don't know what to say to each other because it's either people you don't know or people you don't see a lot. And then it's like, but I mean, also, I wonder how old her sister was because like you probably should know whose funeral you're attending. I would think that that would be like a fair ask. I feel like to know whose funeral you're attending. Um, okay. That's all I have for you guys today. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will see you next week with more, with another, with more episodes, with so many more of them. And also just a reminder, um, social media is bad because you can post anything. Don't go to funerals because they're awkward and don't get drunk and act like an octopus. Okay. <laughs> Bye guys. <laughs>